Do it a little faster. You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Hello. Hey, girl. Hey. Oh. That's going to be my yeah, response. Yeah, I like the Hey, girl. Hey. Yes. That was beautiful. Somebody said uh, on the thing that I posted of me singing, somebody tagged you and was like, Shanti, you have 24 hours to respond. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. I said, she better get on here and sing. Stop playing. Get the people what they want now. That's what I'm going to do for your birthday. I'm going to do a parody of me singing your, I'm going to put a jumper on. I'm going to do it one singing the same song. You better. So terribly. Shout out to you and your singing. I want to applaud you and oh. tell you how exciting and wonderful it is. Thanks, Sheila. To see you doing the motherfucking work with the caps. <laughs> caps times new. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What word were you looking for? Caps times, and I was gonna say numerical, but that's not right. I don't Roman caps times new Roman. Oh, the work you were underscored italics bold. <laughs> Something is uh, you are not well, yo. I missed you. I missed you, Sheila. I'm I'm a New York. I'm a New Yorker now. Is that how? That's Y'all, not how black Shanti. New York. How do black New York? New York. I'm a New Yorker now. Shanti came up here twice and did not see me either time. Girl, and then hit me and was hell. like, hey, if you want to go get lunch. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> you sent me that text like, hey, I have to, my bus is at 745, but I have to be back by then. And I was like, hi, I don't know what you're talking about. And you were in my city. No, I was like, she doesn't know. I thought I you already I had share your that date. information with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> I, you, as you all know, I've been trying to date myself. A girl's exhausting. <laughs> don't recommend it. I don't know what I was thinking, but in my planning, I'd like triple booked myself trips to New York because we were in New York on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Then I went to New York on Wednesday and then I went back on Sunday. Why? <laughs> when, when, when I realized that you were back, I said, I know that bitch didn't realize she did that. I know she did. I don't know. I. I did. Re- I remember doing it, being like, "This is gonna be fun. I'm gonna be <laughs> trill. I'm gonna be." <laughs> it's like that's gonna be great. It it was not. I went to a Nick Hakeem and Michelle. Oh, why haven't I learned this beautiful name? Oh, the one that I sent you. Yes. Oh, you went. I would have went yes. with you to that. Why you I didn't bought tell ticket. me? I did ask you if you wanted to go, and I I feel like you said no. Really? I feel like you, yeah. Oh I feel no, like it's because like, I was I gonna be go. in the war room at work. Yeah, that's why. Damn. She was amazing. She's unreal. How many instruments she play? Unreal. How many instruments was she up there playing? I, I maybe she just playing on her guitar oh, on the okay. guitar. She's on there playing on the guitar and the bass. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I was in love. I was like, girl. But she had the nerve. You know her voice. She had the nerve to play a song. What girl? 
white girl. And I was like, oh, she about to go in on a, like, I, my body got tense. I felt all these white girls around me. I was like, oh, God. And what she said. It was a love song to a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, nobody makes me feel as beautiful as you and loved white girl. I feel like there's a, some subtext behind that. No, I don't think so. And colorism. I feel, no? I feel like Michelle only dates Jewish girls. I feel like you have to, we have to be really responsible with what we're saying. Is that true? I do. I feel like she does. I feel like that's her her um that's her I mean she wrote a song about it. We she ain't hiding it from say nobody. Her name. How you say it? Indica Chell. Let me that's let it. Me look at it. I can say it with say it I again. look at it. I'm trying to Indica Cello. I like that. I think that's it. How you spell it? N D E G E O C E L L O. Y'all, y'all know who she is. If you're if you're <laughs> of our age, anyway, she, she's the she's the best. A fool of me. That's her. She, Tell me why. Anyway, go ahead. She has. Um, I recommend you listen to her album Ventriloquist or Ventriloquism. Ventriloquist. It's just her doing covers, but they are the <gasps> most beautiful covers that I have ever heard in my really? life. It is the most. It's I the most gorgeous album. album. It's so good. Say less. She was fabulous, and then Nick Hakeem, my white boyfriend, came on and completely flubbed. Like I left early because. No, you didn't. He came up and did not have a set planned. He only had a bass player, so it was just like. Oh, it was him and a bass player. I actually like <laughs> that. I could dig it. No, Antoinette. If he had a whole set of songs, if he knew what he was going to s- play, like he would go up there and be like, I don't know what I'm going to play next. And for like 10 minutes, not know. And it was cute the first time, but then the next three times was like, all right, now, come on. Mm. And why you why you ain't come on before, Michelle, first of all, acting like you, like, first of all, why, right. what in you a gotta... white capitalist patriarchal <laughs> white supremacist <laughs> what's the other one what'd you say white you said white too many times what is it capitalist white, patriarchal capitalist, white supremacist supremacist imperial oh you missed, it. You missed this it. when does imperialism never mind keep going. It, that shit started first i think i feel like that's anyway <laughs> but it was exhausting and um but i was running these new york streets like i ran those new york streets i said i'm gonna get on the four then I'm going to get on a seven. <laughs> then I'm going to walk a couple blocks. Then I'm going to go try to go to another place. But I don't got enough time because I know it takes 45 minutes to get back to the city. So let me not play myself. I love that. You are. <laughs> you, yeah, that's I how was it like, is. I'm a new, I was like, get the fuck out of my way. I got to get to where I got to go. What oh, are you, you're a fucking tourist? Yeah, you're that's what I was thinking in my head. Congrats, I had my headphones girl. on. I was like, Ooh, say less. And when you can use the... um. Your we don't gotta hit the metro now. card no yeah. but i do realize that what i want is not what i was given to myself <laughs> i don't okay. want much more of that so far the best date happened yesterday i just walked to the grocery store with my headphones in then i walked to the library Brary. i perused the library Brary. i looked Barry, what am I saying? Barry, and I love it. <laughs> I went back home and read a book, and I was like, 
I love myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's all I need. I'm a simple you bitch. Cook? I'm a basic bitch. It's okay. I did cook. What did I cook yesterday? Burrito. I made a burrito. Mm. It was meat mm. in it or it was one of your it tofu It was. It ones. was some steak from the night before. Oh. It was banging. Resourceful. It was banging. Mm-hmm. Good job by you. here. Yep. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, it's been a very interesting week, couple of weeks. I um I was not on the podcast. Big shout out to Nana for holding us down. Oh, holding me Nana, down. Nana. Um I actually, you know what? I actually went out with Nana. So this week has been interesting because all of the stuff that we were planning at work fell through. And I can't talk about it, but it's just been a week of letting go and accepting what's not in my control and just hoping for the best. And so I've been in practice of that quite a bit. And that's all I'll say about that. It's very interesting. (laughs) Oh God, pray for me. Um, And then I took advantage of having a lot of time off, a lot of time off. I've been working out. My living room is in shambles. Um, Weights are everywhere. My workout bench is in the middle of the floor, yoga mat. I've been in here getting it in. I love it. But I did meet up with some friends. I went to the Bronx to visit my girl, um, Jamie, who I just, I'm just such a big fan of Jamie's. And let me tell you something. (laughs) I didn't tell you this story because I needed to save it. The Bronx is different. And people always compare Philly to Brooklyn. But I'm like, that's that's saying a lot about Philly. Maybe Center City is Brooklyn. (laughs) But Philly is the Bronx. Okay. (laughs) Raggedy. Listen, I went to the Bronx. I parked on some on Broadway, not the Broadway we all know, but it was a street called Broadway and 230 or something like that. So this street was a busy street. It's like what would like shop. It would be like shopping under the L. Does that make sense? That's like the equivalent. If there was a bunch of okay. stores under the L, it yeah, would be yeah, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Girl. So I park, I go eat with my girls and Jamie and Angie. I come back and I'm do, 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 walking to my car. And there's a man on the driver's side of my car. Now my car is parked where the driver's side is in the, sh- is in the street, you know? Right. Right. For, yeah. And so he's in the street, but, but by the driver's side, by my door. And okay. so Leaned I up back against the door. Or? No, he's looking in the car and I was like, Oh, and, He's facing the car. So I was like, um, excuse me, sir. And he turns around. Are you by yourself? I'm by myself. Girl. Listen, so many thoughts were going through. I was like, um, excuse me, sir, awkwardly. And he turns around and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and he has a bag on him and his hands are on the car, like, uh, handle. No. I swear to God, on my, <laughs> swear to God. And so... You know, in the movies or, in, or think about the office when they like pan awkwardly back and forth. It was like that where we're like looking at each other, trying to understand like, okay, this is awkward. So I said, I was just staring at He was like, oh, this your car? And I, in that moment was like, oh, you're by yourself. Don't say that's your car. Cause you got a bag. You, I don't Girl, know what to do. Now you're just minding this man business. But right. Okay. I just said, excuse me, sir. And so now I'm like, I, I thought about it again. I said, you know what? I'm going to go stand over here and you let me know what, what you're, what you're going to do. It was so awkward. So I go and stand on the skywalk because I'm like, 
I'm not about to say, yeah, that's my car. Buck up. I'm by myself. And this, and he wasn't, he was like, probably like 38, 40. No, I have a knife, but the knife was in my purse. So I would have had to go in my purse. Take, it's too much. I don't know what he has on his body. So I'm like, this is a bad idea. So that's why I was like, I I evaluated and said, I'm going to go stand over here. I'm going to let you, (laughs) let you decide. What you want to do? Because at the end of the day, the Ultima is banging, but it ain't all that. Okay. So I go and stand over there. He was like, but is this your car? And I was like, sir. I just kept saying, sir. <laughs> in the most defeated way. I was just like, sir, I just, listen, just in my hands. I'm like, just, I don't, I, and I'm not, not even completing sentences because I don't want to say it's my car. He's like, all right, you know what? You cool. You was cool. You you nice. Go ahead. I ain't even going. But I ain't, I ain't even do nothing to your car. And so he he comes around the, the front of the car to where I am, and I go behind Uh-oh. it <laughs> back to the door. And now I'm like, wait, is this a setup? And I'm looking behind me, like, is anybody else around? Are people about to jump out after I open this door? I'm gonna wait for him to walk a little bit. And he was like, I said I ain't do nothing to your car. And I was like, no, 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 I hear you. I hear you. Okay, okay. I was like, all right, I thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, I was like, I'ma just get it. Like, so I, <laughs> I was like, thank you for that. I'ma just, I'm gonna get in. And so I get in the car. He was like, nah, you was nice though. What's your name? I said, <laughs> oh my God. I said, not you trying to no. steal my Ultima. <laughs> my luxury vehicle. And then uh-uh. pick me up. No. I said, wow, the Bronx no. is a different place. <laughs> it's different. I could not believe it. I said, not what's my name. I drove off so fast. Like, get me the fuck out of here. That is incredible. I know, but thank God I was you okay. Need but a I need mace. mace. You need and mace. a taser. Yeah, you need that ASAP Rocky. And I just need to not go to the Bronx. Well. That's never happened in Brooklyn. Well, we can't ex- you know. Shout out to the shout out to all the Bronx listeners because it's high up. I see the the analytics, (laughs) and I appreciate and love y'all. And I'm sure y'all are probably laughing right now because you know that that's some real shit. But shout out to the Bronx. And then later on, I went out with Nana. And remember when we talked about ten things that we were too old to do? Yeah, what you do? I stayed out till five a.m. and still not well. Had to take a nap today. I stayed out till five a.m. on Saturday. It is Wednesday. (laughs) <laughs> I'm still your circadian rhythm is fucked up. No, you can't. I do I it. could hardly function. I could I could I, when I parked at five, I was like, this is the end your of brain the week. Cells are dead now. The whole week is gone. We had a good time, but it was just it was a lot. But um anyway, shout out, the, to, Nana. Shout out to the Queen Nana. And um I want to shout out the Around the Way Curls listeners who are supporting Can Afford Therapy. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, if you don't know, Can't Afford Therapy is another podcast that I am on that we recently launched with friends Savon and Faze Funk, Josh. Um, and that drops every Wednesday. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you check it out. It's on all streaming platforms. In addition, I would like to formally confirm that Shanti will be joining us <laughs> on the see the thing is philly live show so if you haven't gotten your tickets to see the thing is live show winery make sure you do gallery sorry 
It's fine. Make sure you do. See, the thing is, has four more live shows. They have one in Atlanta. I will be at DC with them. Shanti and I both will be in Philly, and then I will be joining them again in New York. They Put just busy. completed their LA live show. It apparently was amazing. They got lot rave reviews. Bridget Kelly sang her face off. They had audience participation with games and Q&A and all the things. So it looked like a good time. It will surely be a good time. So make sure you check that out. Go into Google's. And And Mandy, thank you for the official invite. I appreciate that (laughs) very much. It warms my heart. (laughs) I can't wait uh, to be on the stage with you again, Sheila. Just makes my day gonna be a good time it is it will be fun it's also not a saturday it's a sunday sheila just fyi okay you have said All saturday right. you got the people out on a s- what you say it's on a sunday yeah the lord's day the lord's day hallelujah amen it's gonna be good okay so you y'all would be oh go ahead oh what were you gonna say i was gonna say you know what would be good what if people rated subscribed <laughs> and shared this motherfucking <laughs> podcast <laughs> We are growing, burgeoning, doing the best that we can, bootstrap, gorilla-style podcast, holding it down and up. So we could use all of the rates, subscriptions, and sharing. We see you guys sharing on your social media. We love that. We appreciate it. If you could just go on Apple and say a couple kind words, talk about how we have affected and affected your life we would appreciate that and you could also see us in person our shining faces on patreon become a subscriber five seven and ten dollars will get you access to our weekly videos and you can see this in real time okay and the before middle and end in which we talk more (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also, your hair looks so good today. For real? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Like, Girl, I use, I ain't even going to say the name because she ain't paid us and we need money. Oh, you used but it? But I used it. It was good? Uh-huh. I want that. I guess so. I want the hair dryer so bad. That beautiful too. That ass. shit is sexy, too. Ooh. I was like, should I paint my walls that color? Because I Ooh. love that color. I think that would be really nice. That, like, nice nude. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. I agree. It's giving, like... Um, black girl affirming green plants. Yes, it's like complimentary life era. terracotta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. All right. Well, listen, something else that's happening is we have, we had over 35 voicemails between the last time I was on this podcast to now, many of which had a lot to do with Bashir pumping gas. All right. We're not going to play all of those voicemails and we apologize for that, but we are going to have some voicemails this episode so that we're not inundated with voicemails next episode. Um, I'm gonna play it. I'm not going to say anything up front, but let's see. Well, do we have to, should we, are you, are you playing callbacks? Callbacks? Do we want to let the people know around the rules and regulations of leaving voicemails? Oh, if you have rules, yes. Go ahead. With these calls that are coming in, we so want to share your thoughts and critiques and corrections. We love it. But we do give you three minutes to do that. (laughs) So if it goes over the three minutes, unfortunately, we cannot um, play the second recording, which means that Oftentimes we can't play your recording at all because it's not a succinct thought. So please be conscious of that three minutes. Listen, we've had some talented people do it off the dome. Some people make bullet points and notes, do what you have to do. But we kind of have to create that boundary because it's it's just it's a lot. And we want to make sure everybody's heard. So shout out to the listeners. Good note. Good note. All right. First up. Hello, ladies. I am listening to episode 241. Um, you guys are talking about gender roles and things that men, should men be the ones to pump the gas and do the heavy lifting and things like that. And I absolutely think that they should um, to, in a way, show appreciation for the female species. Um, we, or the female um, um, sex, we are the prize in this patriarchal society. Therefore, I think that it is a little imbalanced. Women should provide certain things, of course, um, and be, you know, self-sufficient and all of those things. I agree with Shanti when she's, you know, saying that there's a more nurturing aspect that women should be expected to bring to a relationship, not that men shouldn't, but in the same way that Women can also carry up the groceries, and men should too. We should all do the same thing, but based on our gender, we can contribute even more of that specific thing. So, like, the nurturing, um, like she was saying, the coddling, like, oh, my baby, come here type of situation. Of course we want that from men as well, and to show their emotions and affection and things, but... I don't know. I don't know if any of this is making sense, but it is a little imbalanced, but I feel like it is okay that it's imbalanced because, again, we are in a patriarchal 
patriarchal society and women do um, have it harder and men do have a privilege in this society. So yes, as women, we should offer certain things, but at the same time, I don't know if we have to offer as many um, feminine things as men should be offering in those masculine attributes in a relationship um, due to the fact that in a lot of ways we have it harder than men, um, as we all know, and historically and all the things that we are, you know, still fighting for certain rights and you know what I mean. And so I think it's imbalanced for sure, but I think it's okay that it's imbalanced. Um, I hope that makes sense. Thank you for all you do. Love you guys. Have a great evening. Do we want to play the rest or do we want to? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Run them shits. Oh, my God, guys. I I couldn't even listen to the rest of the episode. When you guys guys are talking about the gas. Oh, my God. Well, my name is Terry. Love your show. Listen to it every week. It's it's just awesome. But this gas situation, let's get to Let's get to it. You should absolutely, the man should absolutely pump the gas under all circumstances. I don't care if we're dating. I don't care if we're in a relationship. If we are together in any capacity, I shouldn't have to get out to pump the gas. But I'll do you one better. I went on a date this summer. We had, I drove. The only reason why I drove was because his car, I don't know. I really actually felt like I got bamboozled into driving. Not the point. But we get to the gas station. He's like, hey, I'll, you pay, I'll pump. Okay, whatever. Didn't really think about it. We pull up. He keeps emphasizing. He says it again. What? Now you're getting on my nerves because <laughs> we're going to a concert. So just give you a little background. We're going to a concert that I have bought the tickets for. So oh. I'm technically taking you on a date. I'll say that. I'm driving also, annoyed, but whatever. We're at the gas station. He's mentioned multiple times. He'll 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 pump if I pay. I feel like he should have been paying. And honestly, I really could have pumped my own gas because you're the girl here. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm not saying I expect I expect like you to fill the tank up per se. But be the man. I think those are manly things, and I know it's a gender, whatever construct, and I don't care. <laughs> oh so, no, I think it's it's wrong, and I'm not trying to like tackle any cultural norms or. Uh uh-uh. uh, I just I want to be a girl. I want to be a lady, and I want to be taken care of and looked after. And that's a small thing that you could do, especially in in that scenario with me. Considering you didn't actually pay for the ticket, you should have paid for the gas. Like it's it was thirty or forty dollars. It's not a big deal. And I don't know. I didn't like it. We have not been out again and I will not go out with him again. Long story with that, but that's just my two cents. Again, love you guys and keep doing what you do. One more. Hi ladies. I'm calling from Atlanta. And I just listened to episode 241, the Sheer Podcast. And you guys really made me think about, like, what do I do outside of sex for my partner? 
and I have a male partner, and he does all the things that, you know, the traditional things that we still bring into our home, like taking out the trash, pumping gas, taking the vehicle to the dealership or doing whatever maintenance for them. Um, he even does things that, like, interacting with other men that I wouldn't typically do or typically don't want to do. Like, so when our lawn man comes, our landscaper, you know, he's the one that pays him and goes to the door. It doesn't matter if I wrote the check. It's him. He's going to physically go, like, have that interaction. And I talked to him about, like, things I do for him outside of sex. And um, I think in, like, traditional heterosexual relationships, women we are the planners for sure like for our family for our partners for everybody so like you know dinner reservations i'm making them when we have vacations i'm the one that's looking like well where's this restaurant where's this all those small logistical things because he just doesn't even think about it but i know he appreciates it and i mean when it comes to like making calls for doctors offices or calling the insurance about this i'm I'm definitely the one that does that, like, for him, for our family, in the way that he does things for us. So, yeah, he even admitted, or not even admitted, but he let me know, you know, you are the planner. You are the, I'm like, admin. (laughs) But that's all, ladies. I love the show. I love you guys. It's, like, dynamic. I think it's perfect. Um, Yeah, bye-bye. We did. Ain't no no men call? I want to say. Ain't no niggas call? I want to say. Sorry. (laughs) Jesus. We did have a man call, two men call. Um, one left like three voicemails and I couldn't really understand it because there was a lot of static in the background. But what I did hear was that basically he's going to pump gas, but he did not answer the question around what he looks for from women, which I think is really interesting. The next guy called and he said he has no idea what he I get, and he thinks he's like, I think it is just like to be more caring. But then he was like working through it because he was like, well, but women are asking us to be more caring. So I, I get, I, I guess I see what you're saying. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I know I should pump the gas. Like it was just kind of that of like, I know that I should be doing this, but I don't know what else to ask for. So I, I will say that. Um, I'll let you go first. <laughs> I don't want to. You don't want to. Okay. I apologize. You can go first. Um. I think it's all, all are very interesting for me. And this is a me thing. I think the idea around men should do X, Y, and Z because they have penises outside of provide semen. If that's what a partner chooses is something to be examined. I don't know if it's wrong. I don't know if it's right, but it's something that I'm examining within myself and I thought it was very interesting that after that episode, most of the folks, most of the women were hung up on, he should be pumping gas. They did not answer the question around what we should be doing and what that means. It was presented in that way with the hope that we would think about care, right? And think about what does care look like? And for me with a partner, I would feel good if they pumped gas or not with a partner. Cause it wasn't just, it wasn't just in the lens of like romantic partnership. It was just in general, but in all partnerships, relationships, I look for reciprocity for care. Um, 
And that can look like pumping gas. That would have made me feel good, but it didn't, it didn't make me feel bad either. And I didn't think they should be doing this because they have penises. Um, I, I think that we really need to, the, the first caller was, I don't subscribe to that. I don't subscribe to, well, because of the patriarchy, we are the prize and men should do X, Y, and Z. And it is unbalanced, but that's okay. I don't subscribe to that. I understand, I think, why some people do, but I don't think that adhering to those types of norms and those types of requests for men help us dismantle patriarchy. I think that if anything, it upholds it. Um, I also think it's just, it's just wildly unfair. Like you said, for the second caller of like, I thought there was a lot in that call where she's like, you know, you should be paying for it. Or maybe I should be pumping the gas. Cause I'm the man in the situation. Very interesting. Just, just that is interesting to hear why I just want us to start asking ourselves the why. And if you want, if these are the things that you want in a relationship, you want from the opposite sex, you want from people in general, fine. If we were in a car, Shanti, I probably would get out and pump your gas probably because you're driving, you know, or I've, I'm thinking like, Oh, she drove this whole way. Let me get out and get it. Or just a, let me show her appreciation. Let me show her care you're not a man. I'm not a, whatever. I, I, I more so look at it in that way. And I think if we did look at it, at, look at it in those ways, we would be better off. There was someone else who called and said that, you know, there's no way she's from down South. There's no way she would ever touch a gas handle, yada, yada, yada. But what she does do is if, if she, men down South are required to do physical labor, mow the lawn, this and that, she going to come out and give him a glass of sweetened tea or lemonade or give him some water or make sure he's good while he's doing X, Y, and Z, where there's a level of care there. There's a level, whatever. We're also limiting to this to able-bodied men, because if we're saying, men, you're not a man if you can't do X, Y, and Z, what if this person's not able-bodied? That does that means he's not a man. You know, like it, 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 it just gets tricky and I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of all of it, but I do want us to start asking ourselves why we think the things that we think and just examine it. Cause I think some of y'all bat shit crazy. <laughs> I just ruined it with that last thing, but I, I really do. I'm like, what? I, I think, <clears throat> I think the, what needs, what is important and what you brought up is care. I don't think anything is wrong with transactions. I don't think anything is wrong with the expectation of, or anything is intrinsically wrong with the expectation of transactions or reciprocity. I think in all relationships, where no matter the gender, that is just the, that is the nature, that is the currency of relationships is. But then please say love is not transactional. So can you explain that it's a in terms more? of In terms of you, in terms of the transaction being, I gave you this, you gave me that. Mm -hmm. But the act of I'm giving you this, you give me that. I'm giving you this, you give me that. That is the currency of relationship. There's not a relationship that you have in which there isn't an exchange of, okay, an exchange. Period. But the 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 um the what's the word how you are negotiating those transactions what are you expecting from those transactions I think is where it gets a little bit tricky 
I also don't think in my heart of hearts, well, hmm. I'm not going to say that. I'm not quite sure of that, actually, so I'm going to retract that. Um, but I think the negotiation of care and what care is and the way care is gendered is really important. Mm -hmm. I understand completely what the first caller said in that I think intrinsically women, let me, first of all, pumping gas ain't shit. Like, it's <laughs> not, that's the, that we're like, all all upset and all um even like proud that that is the small menial act of service that is assigned to a man that is the that is the easiest thing to do really it's not that big of a deal the fact that we're like oh men have to do this i'd never lift my finger to pump gas is also like are our standards that low in a particular way for men as where that this this is a sign of care this is like the a big sign of service if a nigga goes and pumps your gas i think intrinsically women are expected a much larger bandwidth of care in a way that we can't even we we do, there isn't an equivalent there isn't actually it's hard to find that kind of equivalent even the act of uh what a other person called in and said the act of like cooking and cleaning the logistics of that that was a great the point. getting the food all of that is a much greater responsibility than just nigga going and swiping a, a card yeah. and taking 30 minutes to pump gas so i do understand and i and we have to all admit that the care of women is so embedded in our role that we don't even we can't I don't even know if there is no equivalent. And the fact that there is no equivalent is something that we all need to take a look at as well. Right? Like, I don't know that I don't, that's I like, I don't know if that's true, but okay. I, well, I, I don't, I, think I don't the know way that if I'm, if I'm, if I'm again, if I'm out with a man, I see what you're saying that if I'm out with a man, I, there's a level of ease that I have in terms of safety. And there's a level of like, I, I, I'm not looking over my shoulder. I'm not, you know, like it, that is that what they, what they provide in that kind of like security safety is a thing. And then when we're asking about, you know, financially, there's still a lot of fine and I'm going to catch flack for this, but I'm going to say anyway, there's still a lot of financial, um, expectations of men. There's a lot of physical expectations of men. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they don't equate. I, I don't know if we completely understand each other's like the innate things that we are asking of each other. And like, we, I don't know if we really realize, and they might not equate, but I don't know if we realize the ways in which men show up that we kind of might take for granted and not recognize as actual care is all I'm saying. Sure. Sure. And I, I mean, vice versa. Yeah. I, I also yeah. don't have deep discomfort with those roles, those traditional roles either. Me neither. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> me in a relationship, I, we've talked about it before. Some of the most fulfilling moments in relationship are cooking, cleaning, you know, uh -huh coddling nurturing like that shit is lit and especially if you ain't got to go to work and like manage if you could just manage the household i don't have i don't have resent and content for that 
if it is in alignment with what the gendered woman wants, Mm -hmm. you know? So again, I think it's just a negotiation of what people want and expect from each other. And I don't, yeah, I don't, this is just a, this is a long conversation to unpack. And I, I don't know in all of our, like, in all of our unraveling, we throw the baby out with the bathwater as well, because some of that, again, men in the terms of protection, in the terms of um, women having childbearing years and like, it's unfair and wildly it's just wildly unfair to like have to work and take care of a baby while you're nursing. It's like the first couple of months. That's really hard for women, especially if it's your first child. So there's, it's, it would be dope if there was um, more support for family and, and the roles that we can go weave in and out of. That's mm-hmm. another thing. Like it can be a weaving in and out. I, I don't think it's necessarily sane or reasonably like i never touch a gas pump like what yeah i think it's a larger conversation i'd love to have that conversation i actually have a guest in mind that we could have that conversation with Um, i don't even know what the conversation is like what are we care just just talking to a man how do you need what do you need what do you look for how do you need to be loved what have you been asked around gender I don't know if that's a gender. That's, that's my point. Conversation. That's Is my that exact it's not. point. It's not a gender conversation, but until there, until we start talking about roles. Anyway, this is a larger conversation. We're going to revisit yeah, it. We got to ask better questions with the gender thing. Cause I don't, it feels like we just go around in circles, but yeah, okay. I, I know I get it. All right. Uh, again, if you, thank you for your calls. There were so many about this topic, all pretty much. I tried to pick the ones that showed the, the spectrum of the feedback that we got. But if you too would like to give us a call, please give us a call at 215-948-2780. That's 215-948-2780. And we have not taken a break yet. We are already 50 minutes in. So We're going to insert that break before the voicemails because the mid-rolls need to come in before this here now. We're going to figure out where that break is. All right, Monty, you hear me? Um, Now, next up, we, this is really important to me. Politics is usual. We don't have hot shit this week. We'll come back to that next week as we're running a little over. We need to talk about this Fox News lawsuit. This is big, big Big news. Oh, boy. Are you aware of this? Mm-hmm. Ciao. So Fox News is being sued by Dominion. Dominion is the company that produces the actual voting machines over claims that they made vote. The, the voting machines they made were faulty and that they enabled fraud and that um, votes for Biden were, or votes for Trump were switched to Biden in the 2022 election. This is what. Um, Fox News. And the election was stolen from Trump. As a result of these faulty voting machines. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, I was listening to Van Lathan and Rachel and Lindsay on Higher Learning, and they brought up a great point around this topic, that we shouldn't even know the name of the voting machine company because this is the type of technology that should just function. You know, there's no notoriety. It's just the voting machine. But Dominion has like this huge cloud over its head and they're like yo 
you've ruined our reputation because again, I don't know if everybody understands that Fox news is the most watched news source in this country. And it's by a long shot. Um, and that might sound crazy for us that kind of had our heads on straight, but that is, that is the case. So let's start with defamation cases. Defamation cases are extremely hard to prove one, because you have to prove that the person who was defaming, that they knew that they were spreading misinformation and that they had the intent to defame you. Um, so proving intent and proving that they knew, um, that they were lying is really, really hard to do. Um, there's been a couple of bombshell, like smoking gun releases where a zoom call, a Fox. So Fox news, basically the reason why they started lying was because Fox news was the first network to report that Trump lost the election. As a result of that, um, before, like this is before CNN, before MSNBC, they reported Trump lost their viewers were furious. Trump was furious and their like viewership dropped dramatically. And so when your viewership drops dramatically, you're going to lose advertisers. You're going to lose money. Go ahead. You look when like you, you say have a that they said, did they say that he was losing they or said that he, he lost. lost? They said he lost. So this was in the course of a day or what do you, the, in what do 2022, you, how, when you know how everybody's watching the news, trying to figure out, Oh, is he going to win Arizona? Is he going to win this? He's going to win that. Mm -hmm. They were the first to say, he's not going to win. He does not have the votes. We're counting. We're Justin. We're, we're calling this state for and then, Biden. Okay. Mm -hmm. So basically once they call, I think it was Arizona. Once they called that for Biden, it was a dub for Trump. There was no pathway to victory. So they mm -hmm. were the first to basically say Biden won. And had immediate repercussions. Immediate. To viewers, viewership. Viewership mm -hmm. dropped. Okay. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh shit, advertisers are going to pull out. You know, like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And also they're dealing with Trump's backlash. They get on this emergency Zoom call that's now been released to not the public, but we're getting like quotes and shit from it where they're basically saying we got to fix this. Rupert Murdoch is, you know, he's known for saying it's not red, it's not blue, it's green. Like it's not Democratic, it's not Republican, it's whatever, whatever the bottom dollar is, baby. It's about viewership. And so I'm going to play a clip because there's new statements that came out. I had old shit written on here when I was doing the the outline but some of them is like um let me find it they uh, yeah murdoch and the fox news ceo suzanne scott told one another they could not bluntly confront their viewers with the facts because that could alienate them further um th like they have so many people saying that all of this shit that they're saying on the news about the election being stolen, Dominion's machines being faulty is just pretty wackadoodle. You have people saying, uh, well, we need to say this in order to get our viewership back. Like they have all of this in writing. They have proof of this, which to me proves you knew you were lying and you knew you were defaming this company. And, and so let me play this clip. Let me not get ahead of myself since I'm all fucking excited. Hold on. Let me play this clip or whatever, like, hold on. 
New internal communications from some of Fox News's most prominent figures show concerns and misgivings some had about then-President Donald Trump's claims of election fraud and the company's handling of the 2020 election results. According to court documents, host Tucker Carlson texted a producer on January 4, 2021, just two days before the Capitol attack. We are very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. The conversation continues. Referring to Trump, Carlson says, I hate him passionately. I can't handle much more of this. The private communications from Carlson are a sharp contrast to his public support for the former president, as seen on his program that night. The president, as you may have heard, believes the election was stolen from him. Georgia's secretary of state, whose job it is to oversee elections, disagrees. You can listen to the call yourself. It's online, and you can make up your own mind about who's right on that question. And by the way, if you have time, you ought to do that. The text messages are part of a trove of documents and communications released Tuesday from Dominion Voting System's $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit against the right-wing network. Fox responding to the latest document release in part saying Dominion has been caught red-handed using more distortions and misinformation in their PR campaign to smear Fox News and trample on free speech and freedom of the press. Dominion saying in a statement the emails, texts, and deposition testimony speak for themselves. They have Rupert Murdoch saying that he knew that the broadcasting claims were false and at times unhinged. But Rupert Murdoch is trying to blame the hosts. He's not saying, oh, Fox isn't liable for that. I think some of the hosts were a little bit out of line with their claims, but Mm -hmm. we didn't. It's not Fox. That's not how journalism works. Also, they're trying to say, oh, well, we just said like this might be a thing. No, you switched your tune along the way that it might be a thing. But originally, many of your hosts and your anchors said that this election was stolen as a direct result of Dominion's voting machines being faulty. So yeah, being faulty and also insinuating, saying that Dominion had worked with Cuba and Venezuela, yes. so connecting them to like communists and yes. governments that most red states and fucking Republicans are terrified of. So yeah, the, and they had a lot of like experts come on talking about Dominion and how it was this yeah, uncredible and 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 they even said suspect. those experts are unhinged. There's yeah, they're unhinged. They're they're saying this lady doesn't know what she's Internet. talking about behind the scenes. Let scene. me tell you something real quick. I'm watching Succession for the second time. This is Succession, I know. And the fucking insight that this is providing about Fox. Yo. But not only not only because in Succession um what's his name is supposed to is supposed to represent Murdoch mm-hmm. and Fox is supposed to represent ATN. But what it also gives insight into is the is the politics at play all the time. And even these. When these big headlines come to the the public, I don't even trust all of this stuff. You know what I mean? I don't even trust all of these these headlines here because there's just so much politics in the back of the house and the back of the napkin and strategy and 
I power plays. It's just Zoom, wild to me. I trust Zoom recordings and I trust quotes. And, and oh no, I trust. <laughs> but you could. It's just revealing. It's definitely revealing how backhanded and untrustworthy mm-hmm. news is. Well, and how it let's is be, often politics. Let's be. Let's let's be. So yes, there is issue. Girl, with, what, you're what, so sweet. <laughs> no, there is issue with just news. Fox there's news. issue because there's. There's corporate dollars in the news as well. All of that's fair criticism. But the the thing that's very concerning with this specifically, a couple things, many things are actually very concerning. Fox is saying that this is freedom of speech. This would be in infrin- If they are found guilty and they have to pay $1.6 billion to Dominion, that this is... Um, this is infringement on their freedom of speech and freedom of speech does not give you the right to flat out lie and defame to be very clear. Now what's really concerning with the news is that if Fox is not found guilty, imagine what our news will be moving forward. Girl, um, this is what the news has been. No, it's no, just been revealed. Shanti, this is, this isn't this an is domestic. This let, isn't let me like... be really clear. This is domestic terrorism in our, in my lifetime. And I don't, I'm, I'm not going to go as far to say this is what the news always is. I don't think so. I still think that there's NPR. I still think that there's journalists who have integrity, what? who know that they're, who are not just flat out lying for, for um the government flat out lies girl they're all they all lie yes they're uh, all they all in a chain of of command and connection i'm not i'm not saying that they don't but what i'm saying is the level on which these lie like this was this is this was directly related to a possible coup on the government like they fed these, this is domestic terrorism. They fed these people, these lies. These people showed up on January 6th and tried to violently overthrow the government. This is another level of it. Now the government's going to lie about Ronald Reagan's going to lie about his shit. And that, yes, we this went is, to war of weapons of mass destruction yes, that didn't I exist. That took yes, thousands of people's lives. And, and he lied. But the, what I'm saying yes. is that the new, the government lied, but I don't know that the news knew that they were, necessarily lying i don't know that i don't i don't know of a case where the news was like nah 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 our ratings are going down not not like this on this scale the government of course that's a separate thing but the news is supposed to just report facts there's supposed to be journalistic integrity what i'm saying is if this if they are not found guilty then we will be subject to this from every news source Every news, there, there is no consequence. And that is really terrifying. We're like, at least there are, I feel, many outlets that try to report on wh- with whatever information they have, whether it's false or not from this fucking government. Because we know that, child, the government lies, Congress lies, people lie. But I don't know that they're in like cahoots in this kind of way. Absolutely, they are. Absolutely. Okay. Well, absolutely. I'm going to stick I mean, by the fact that there's plenty. This is I don't really think this is an isolated right wing um, Republican. You know, those folks over there do this. I think this is the law of the land when it comes to journalism. I think a lot of Can journalists. Can you give an example? Another example? A lot of journalists for a long time have been talking about how real stories are suppressed, they're not given 
time. They're not given they're not given an, an an opportunity to even be shared with the the public. I think it I think it happens quite often and I having, think it's not anything that I I don't know press. that this is like I don't know that this is the um new. I don't know this is new. It's really interesting. It's really interesting that it's being released and everybody has access to all of this. Again, I just Because it is I just new. don't because come this from this level. I think conflating. I think it's I think I think we need to be weary of conflating suppression of a news story versus I'm putting out a false news story. That's that's those are two different things. And suppression of news happens Why? all the time because Why? suppression of a news is like, oh, I'm going to I'm not going to give you this information. Putting out a fake news story about an about the actual election and who won is like I'm actually feeding you misinformation. I'm actually going out and finding sources to to create a new to create like a lie, a huge lie. Whereas if they don't want to report on some crazy shit going on in Congress, somebody slept with somebody and this and that, or they no, don't want to report, on, let me finish. They don't want to report on, you know, the war or this, or, or just, just underbelly shit that we don't know about. That's, that's you withholding and that's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that the level of this lie is like, this is like a bold face lie. Like if you asked me, where was I one night or whatever? And I tell you half the story, that's one thing. If you asked me where, where I was and then I make up something completely different to persuade you into some other belief that has the kind of consequences that January 6th had, that's something else. But we we can go back and forth. I don't think that we're going to agree on that. But yeah, I don't think so. I also think that it's, and we can get off of this, I also think that it's a little bit disturbing for me that the vehicle in which we're finally learning all this is only because a corporation has more rights than the American people. This corporation had the right to defend itself, whereas if they just, if they, didn't decide to sue, if Dominion didn't decide to sue Fox, Fox would get away with this. And like, we knew they were lying. So many people knew they were lying, but because this country is rooted in corporations and corporations have these rights in capitalism, you know, then they're able to have this shit investigated and demand that some sort of investigation be had. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. And I think if Fox News is found guilty, that soon enough you're going to see more lawsuits around January 6th. And that these people are like, well, you fucking, you, you fed me misinformation and there was a level of mind control involved. And you, you, you basically, what is the word when you? Propaganda. Yeah, it's propaganda, but what's the action of that? Not the noun. You I manipulated. You meant thank you. You manipulated me into believing this yeah. to be true, and 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 people yeah. died as a result. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna see what happens, but this is a big news story. And I also the last thing I'm gonna say is Fox News is not reporting on it. Their viewers have no 
idea that this is happening because they're like, oh, this is, we're in, we're in legal talks. We shouldn't discuss this. What? CNN, when that shit was, when shit was hitting the fan with, um, what's his name? That was a shame because I liked him, but he was fucking up. When he tried to help his brother out, our governor who got mm-hmm, in trouble, mm-hmm. they reported yeah. on that. You mm-hmm. know, like they Call would report up, on their, in- when Don Lemon got in trouble for the recent shit he said, when he was like, that chick ain't that cute. She shouldn't be talking about nobody. They reported oh. on that. Oh, you ain't know that he said? <laughs> Don Lemon was mm-hmm. like, I mean, she doesn't really have any room to talk. She's not really. And they were like, oh, suspended. And he had to take <laughs> some training. But anyway, it's it's very interesting. So you st- like, there's people in my family who have no idea that this is even happening because they don't get their news from anywhere else. Wild times, ladies and gentlemen. Joe. Moving right along to other things. More propaganda. The young people are comparing Snowfall to The Wire. Joe. Joe. The Wire. That's another big example. That's the example (laughs) internet. That's the example. Where they're not, they're lying. Niggas are just lying. But anyway, Well, that's a, that's a TV. Yes. I hear you. That's a TV show. I, I don't, I don't know that, um, well, Succession is too, and it's showing real, real life shit now. Well, Wire. We'll see. Listen, hold on. I ain't see that, and I, I don't watch. So it. you don't watch the, you don't watch Snowfall, and you don't need to watch Snowfall. I'm gonna just say this. For real? It's good. I, it's fine. It's entered. That's that's my point. Young people, you need to understand a couple of things about the Wire. All right. And Snowfall. And this is no diss to Snowfall. This is no diss to Damson and them. They're doing their thing. Um, but Snowfall is entertaining. The Wire is profound. It's life-changing. The Wire is like there's no clear good or bad. It's all gray. And it humanized every fucking character. There are clear good guys and clear bad guys in Snowfall. Snowfall it has much less depth than The Wire. The Wire is a real fucking world, and it was intended to be watched for you to become a better, more empathetic, and critically thinking person. I love Damson. I I enjoy Snowfall. I do watch it, even though I think they're going off the rails a little bit now. But y'all got to stop, young people. Put some fucking respect on Wire's name. Listen, Are you fucking kidding that me? That is the greatest show of all time. Don't up. Social ups- science listen, right there, baby. Okay. Right. That's not just social science. That's a le- that You can have be a, a fucking psychologist and watch that show and just see human behavior. It's just it's it is brilliant. It's human behavior, but it's the that are caught up in a system that is that is bigger than them, but also supported by them. Yeah. Held by them. It is such a tangled web of what this world is. The, the most beautiful and heart wrenching gut wrenching. I will smack somebody that listen, that's, that should be, that's how you, (laughs) I'm creating my red flags list. Yes. Of questions that you you have to ask Shanti's guidance to, really seeing the fuck's going on in somebody's head and we can't be friends if you don't understand if you don't if you don't understand the wire is elite in every way but the young people are saying it 
feels like the argument for J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar. Like people that say that it feels like the J. Cole is better than it's like what? It just doesn't make sense. People are it's saying what? Like that J. Cole is up there or better than Kendrick Lamar. Well, you Lamar. hate and J. I'm Cole like, for no reason. So I don't know well, if you should be able to No, it is true. This. People say you think that do you think that that's a reasonable argument? I don't listen to J. Cole enough to have an Absolutely opinion. Absolutely not. Kendrick, Absolutely I listen not. to. I think Kendrick is one of the greatest, but I don't listen to enough J. Cole. A lot Girl, of people listen feel to two songs by J. Cole. Very strongly about J. Cole. And apparently he's incredible. I, I haven't taken the time. We're not better than Kendrick Lamar. Listen, I, I I, what I do want, speaking of The Wire, what I do want to say, <clears throat> this might shock you now. <sighs> Michael B. Jordan. All right. Okay. Aww. Listen, I had myself all ready and geared up to apologize to him on this podcast. I did. I watched him get <laughs> backlash. Listen, <laughs> I watched him get backlash. One from Joe Button, which Joe Button telling us how to treat black women is comical joe bud needs to have 50 seats he he just needs to be quiet somewhere that was just weird but joe budden gave a lot he gave his opinion on michael b jordan's interview with what is her name laurel something like that and apparently they went to high school together they grew up in newark together and she bullied him she referenced calling him corny whatever and he was like you called me corny remember you know, in the little interview, I thought he handled it very well. I didn't think that he was out of line or disrespectful at all. I will say that I am one of those people that is just a, a Michael B. Jordan. I feel like we've hated on him. We have. I'm going to say it. We've hated on him. We've like, boo. I, seeing him in his adulthood, right, doing his thing, directing. I love the way he handled that. I love the way, the fact that he has not spoken poorly about Lori Harvey, like none of that. I'm seeing like, okay, fine. I think my, my hateration came from like, it's just too easy. Like, I don't see why everybody's so hype boots about this, this guy. I get it. He's talented, but like, we're losing our minds and I don't get it. Fine, fine. But I'm, what I'm seeing with him I think part of it is his association with Jonathan Majors. There's a tenderness that's coming out. And Jonathan Majors, I think, is giving a lot of insight into how good of a person Jonathan, um, Michael B. Jordan is. And also, Wood Harris spoke about Michael B. Jordan. Now, Wood Harris is Avon from The Wire. He's also in Creed 3. And Avon got Michael B. killed now in The Wire. And now Michael B. is directing him Shut in Creed up. 3. So that's very dope. <laughs> but, you know, everybody said, everyone says that this guy is a stand-up guy. Now, I know some people that he engaged with romantically. And that was the, really the main reason why I was hating on him and saying, boo, he's corny. Because I saw some of the DMs and was like, oh, God, give me a fucking break. It was corny. It was It was the corniest of corn. And corny in a way that was like, you're a fuckboy, but fine. You're Michael B. Jordan. You can have the pick of the litter. I get it, but don't be a fuckboy with my friends. It's too much. Anyway, and not Jasmine, so don't think that, y'all. Stop. I was mainly upset at the fact recently that he didn't root for the Eagles in the Super Bowl. That made no oh, sense boy. to me. Creed, 
three is based in Philly. Conversation. I don't understand on this podcast. The logic, the way we try no, to <laughs> break down our logic is so. I'm a breakdown. Fascinating. My logic. And <laughs> I was, I, I had right, it all set. I was going to come on this podcast and I was going to say, Shanti, we are the Laurels. Or if I'm saying her name wrong, I apologize. L'Oreal. I don't know how to say her name. I don't know that lady, but shout out to her. We are hating on him. We're calling him corny for no reason. But then I logged on to Instagram and saw him and Jonathan Majors, and I judged Jonathan Majors off of it too, ask each other who the greatest rappers alive were. And Jonathan Majors stood on Beyonce's internet and said, Drake. And I was like, all right, I try so hard to like you there there seems to be nothing not to like and then you do those kinds of things and then jonathan majors was like oh no it's between jay-z or tupac i said who tupac now i love tupac tupac is not a great lyricist tupac is like larger than life being an artist but tupac which is arguable i I don't tupac tupac i accept I, I don't accept that. I accept that more than Drake. Drake? It was just such a light skin Let me answer. Internet. You, you don't I have, try. You can feel I something try. in your being. Our body speaks to us. <laughs> Our body talks to us and we can trust it. Somebody can be good on paper, read well, on the screen, do the little performance thing. But if you feel something in your gut about this person. I support it. He also and did I feel that something for, nice for Jasmine too. Michael B. Jordan, some in my gut He's that's nice. just like, oh, okay. I'm not that interested. You good. You cool. You're still corny. I'm rooting obviously. for you. I'm rooting for you completely. I'm not checking for I him. I don't that know much. if he's I don't corny. hate on him. So, I don't hate on him. Here's a th- but I'm not checking for him, period. Here's the thing. I think the corny that we're talking about is not like, oh, you corny, you not shooting a club up, or you not a gangster, or you not this, that. Like, you not like the cool that we actually hate. Um, beware of the cool. Shout out to Lupe, Lupe Fiasco. But like, I think the corny that we feel is is just the He's corny. We like know what it is. Women know what it thing is. In there that's like ah, not trustworthy. There's I something don't. I do not trust in him, and I will not. But he's doing it. Deny he's directing. Myself of that. So he's he's doing things. He's so apparently Creed is amazing. Apparently, it's like and really it's great. great. And we could go and we can love his career. I speak for myself. I can love his career. See, he's doing his thing. Common. Common ain't doing nothing to nobody. I don't fuck with them. That's your thing. I don't know why. I don't care. It's my gut. It's in my body, and I'm not gonna deny it. I feel the same way about Michael B. Jordan. I'm actually I'm not even gonna say that. Say it. I'm not gonna say Say it. it. Get the people going. Get the Uh -uh. people going. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. I'm I will say I'm worried. I feel fear for Jonathan Majors. Oh. I feel worried for him. He is he is about to he yeah. he's about to reach a pinnacle that he's not even there yet, Mm-mm. and I worry about him. And um, I hope he has the right people around him. Yeah, I'm worried for him. But Michael, oh, internet, <laughs> you ain't got to. Then they released that rap. You saw the rap. Did I send it to you? He said Drake. 
He girl. said Drake. But did you see the new rap that they released with him in it? Did you see this? No, I don't oh, check for him. I don't, if I see him on the screen, I scroll past it. I no, don't wait. watch it. This is very important, Shanti. It's very important. Let me play this for you. You ain't got quick. to convince me no, to, no, no. to know that it, I don't bang with him, This girl. is, I, he's. You're going to see me one day be like, you said all that stuff. You're going to be like, yeah. Wait, like, wait no, for no, it. No, and look tripping. at the girl that he's rapping about. Oh, no, it's not going to play. Play, yo. What is is this real life or old? Who is that woman? <laughs> I don't know. Is that a white woman? <laughs> Girl, it's the whitest of white women. <laughs> it's like, and which is fine. Which is fine. Listen, we have problems. Two biracial women talking like this. Look at her. I was shocked. If y'all see her on Patreon, I was shocked. I said, what? I was, I don't know if maybe this is a spoof. Maybe it's like a SNL thing. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Anyway. Yeah. I wanted to apologize. I kind of did, but I didn't. Say it with your chest, girl. I didn't either. My body says no. When the body says no, I listen. He just tried to get Jasmine on SNL with them, and the the they wanted whoever the hell was on there, and they but like he does good things. Why I don't understand why you don't under why I I I don't I don't understand your disconnect of why somebody can't be good and also you not it he not resonate with but, you. But so, like, what is it to me not to like him? I don't get it. Like, what is why? Again, I'll speak for myself. My body, <laughs> my my heart. <laughs> My gut, my instinct. All right, I'm gonna well, follow that. Somebody, me, he might be good for somebody else, but for me, you good. Oh. All right. Well, for me, let's get into it, and this will be the last topic, child. Chris Rock. <sighs> Did you watch this at all? I don't know, but I I listened to the uh, the NPR. Oh, you NPR talked about it? Of course. All NPR right. I got the figures on the pulse now, child. They might be lying, though, but... See, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> they probably lying about all their liberal shit, but let's go. They probably lying. Um, all right, Chris Rock, he comes out with his new stand-up selective outrage. I'm going to say this. I saw this live at the Barclays Center. And then it? I watched... Yeah, I went you with Mandy. This? I watched... You saw his show? Yeah, I saw his show. It what? was not the same show as the Netflix special. Oh. By the time he got to Baltimore, which is weird that that's where he recorded it. Um, he had changed quite a few of the jokes. So there was obviously he addressed Will Smith immediately, you know, and makes the inference of like, I don't want any more mad rappers at me. Ha ha ha. Okay. Then he has a slave joke about, you know, he watched emancipation just to see Will Smith whipped. Okay. Then he has abortion joke. A dead baby joke where he's like, whenever I request an abortion, I request dead babies. I think women should have the right to kill a baby until it's four years old. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Then he even goes at Michael Jackson and compares Michael Jackson to R. Kelly, which I don't think they're the same. One person was abusing and raping and sex trafficking women for years and was found guilty while the other 
there's a couple of kids who even came out and said what they said on Finding Neverland was not true. We don't know. Then he came from Meghan Markle. Um, and this not was very, she's this was very interesting. Business. Yep. So there you go. Uh, this was interesting to me because there was a lot of colorism around. Well, the first topic was around, you know, Megan, she should have known what she was getting into. Like it's the Royal fucking family. Don't you see what they do? Then he was, he talked about colorism around the white in-laws wanting to see, wanting to know what color the baby's going to be. And he's like, well, black people do that shit all the time. They look behind them ears. Okay. But then he talked about how bringing a black girl home to white in-laws is not as hard as bringing a white girl home to black in-laws. White girls have it way harder. Interesting. Um, then what? he, mm-hmm, then he calls Will Smith a bitch, like in the third part, like he's not calling him a bitch, but he's saying it. He must've said it like a hundred times in the matter of like three minutes. Um, by stating how many other people called him a bitch. Then he calls Jada a bitch as well. In third person or in... No, he in, just was like, this mind. bitch. While filming it in her hometown, which I think is a, a was a choice. And then he also said that he didn't hit Will Smith back because he has parents and his parents taught him, you don't fight in front of white people. <laughs> so... <laughs> Couple things for me, and the, and I'll shut up, cause I I watched it and I saw the other thing. I don't remember a lot of these jokes. Um, I don't think he said a lot of these jokes. The jokes that I remember was him talking. About, he he spent a lot of time on his daughter, and he spent a lot of time on how he loves his kids, but he doesn't like them, and why, and their privilege around being growing up rich, and the juxtaposition of how he grew up, and ha ha ha, got it. It just felt the special one he filmed it. It wasn't like a a compilation of his best work while on the road. It was live streamed from this theater. So it was like, whatever happens this night, that's what's going up on Netflix, which was risky. Um, I don't think anybody's done that before. I think he was off his comedic, his rhythm was off. His comedic time was off. It felt dated for him. It felt like, he he felt dated. His material didn't feel very, um, it wasn't funny. And I remember laughing a bit at, not cracking up, but laughing a bit at the Barclays Center. It just, it it felt cringe. It felt like a, a somebody who was um, pissed off and who just wanted to get his shit off. He felt... Mm-hmm. like a like a old man sitting on the porch just angry mm-hmm. and I think that it's not helping him I think that a lot of people are sick of this this victim narrative that he has especially when he's still doing the same shit that got his ass slapped in the first place um he brings up Jada fucking August Alsina and all that shit and it was just like mm, okay like how long we got to hear about this? I think there's fatigue around the whole slap. I sure don't want to talk about it. But I, the main thing that I got from it, which made me uncomfortable, it felt like, remember that video of him in that room with those other comedians that were white and they were all saying nigga? That's what the show felt like. It felt very much like he was cognizant of the white gaze he wore all white, so immediately you're like, okay, 
you are the you are the righteous one. You're the good one. You're in all white. And I felt like he was out to get more sympathy. And a lot of his jokes felt like they were, they didn't, you know, Dave Chappelle will say a joke. Well, he's probably not a good example because people feel so strongly about him, but some comedians can say a joke and it feels like you're talking to like the homies, you know, like it's, this is family. We all get it. It felt like he was, it didn't feel like that. It felt like he was no longer one of the homies and that he had reached a, a certain place where even he was looking down on black folks. Like he was talking about how his, his property was going down because black people were moving into his neighborhood. Like shit like that. That just, it's like, mm, I'm not, I'm not, you're not making me critically think you're not critiquing the culture. You're just kind of saying these very stereotypical things that don't feel good. And it feels like you're really cognizant of the white gaze right now and that you want to make sure you look good in their grace, like you're in their good graces in a particular way that I didn't love. But what what about, I mean, you didn't watch it, but what about you? I think his comedy's always been like that, though. If you go, I got to go back. Yeah, if you go listen to his old stuff, he's always saying stuff about I hate niggas, 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 niggas. Like he's oh, that's that's his shtick. So I don't know. Um, and his it's always kind of cringy, and he's always disgruntled and and disgruntled. Um, that's the word. Yeah, just like you described, like an angry pop pop. But I think what is the most important? I think he, you know, he didn't comment on it for a really long time, mm-hmm. and. I think what we are seeing is his anger. He's angry about it. It's you can feel it from him. He's really angry and in, and and I feel like this is his way of processing the anger whether it's mature, thoughtful, evolved, I probably not, but it feels like he's getting his lick backs and he's doing it on his terms. He's getting paid for it and He's angry and obviously is not ready or willing and may not ever forgive Will Smith and have like this, you know, come to Jesus moment between two black men for all of us to see. It seems like he does not fuck with Will and mm-hmm. does not fuck with Jada and never will. What is and his he's deal still with her? Angry. Huh? Like, what is his deal with her? I don't, Jada's I never don't know. done Apparently, anything to him. Who knows? Like, we don't know. He's been he, on her he ass feels, for 30 fucking years. He's been riding It feels her. like that's his that's his way of being, though. It feels like that's his, like, he doesn't feel like the most forgiving man. And we're, we're really seeing how he handles being humiliated, which he was. Like, that was, at the same time, what happened to him was humiliating. And I don't know. I guess we have to go back to whether he deserved it or not. Nonetheless... He's rec- he's dealing with his unprocessed anger and humiliation and emasculation in a lot of ways. So I think oh, he's God. just he's dealing with his uh he's dealing with his shit publicly and he's mad. And so him he's doing it on his terms. I never really enjoyed his comedy, so I don't have much to like feel disappointed about because I never thought he was that. Yeah, I just I never liked his style. Anyway, I have to go but, back. 
because there were things that of his that I did like. I don't remember. I can see the outfit he had on. He had on like all black, you know, leather. Like it was way back. But this is just this. This Man, felt he's, he's uncomfortable. We always been talking about niggas, always niggas in that voice. But golly, oh, I, I wonder what Will's saying. Not now that now him calling Jada a bitch. You can, you might need to get like. Bro, I, I don't want to rehatch this. I don't want to rehatch this because I, I thought I made it clear that I didn't think Will was right, but I d- wasn't mad at him uh, at yeah. all. And I'm still not. And I think that have- I think something else to consider is the way that Will has handled it and taken accountability. I feel like people appreciate. He's a master. But yeah, but now this nigga's calling my wife a bitch again. Like, all right, I, I, what you well, that's, but I think that had, I think if Will would have never apologized, if Will would have dug his heels into the ground, like, I slap you to fuck again. Maybe what Chris is saying wouldn't, we would be more like, oh, yeah, you got every right. But now it's like, yeah. bro, yeah, Will now, has gotten on bended knee, basically, did a whole apology tour, and you still over here doing all this. Like, but that's not how apology works, right? Right. Like that's not I how get it works. It. I but for people like me, who I wish Will would have taken the mic and just chastised the fuck out of him and made him feel this big and humiliated him in a different way to make him like second guess that shit and and kept his wits about him. I didn't feel bad for Chris in the first place. There wasn't a bone in my body that felt bad for him. I felt bad for Will immediately. Like, oh, shit, they're going to tear you up. And I I still don't feel bad for Chris. I don't feel bad for him because I think for me, I was like, Chris is so, Chris Chris has not let up on Jada. This isn't the first time he's dealt, he said disrespectful shit about her. And he's not going to stop. This is, he's not going to learn from this. And the fact that he's playing the victim instead of like seeing the, listen, seeing both sides of it and everything is a co-creation, you know, Will's wrong, but what did I, how did I cause this as well? You know, it's very interesting, but I, I, the last thing I'll say about it, and you can go ahead and talk more, but something that I did realize while he was talking was how deeply rooted and how angry he is about his positioning as a black man. And within the comedy, I realized like, oh, he seems a little bit angry with women too. Like all women and his positioning as a man. It feels like his idea of freedom and success and peace and happiness is only, is basically him getting to the place where his white counterparts are, which are what, you know, his white, white men where they have control over women. They like, he, he has this joke about Elon Musk and Jason Momoa and Elon Musk is, you know, the only thing he has to do something about he, he just gets his dick sucked all the time. He has negative sperm in him because he's the richest guy and, white guy in the world, whatever. And the only person's probably um, close to him is Jason Momoa because he's just like, fine, whatever. But he, he he goes back and forth with women in this dynamic. He's dating now and how, you know, he dates younger women because they don't ask for that much. They just ask for some shoes and this. And it just feels like he, 
He's resentful. He's really resentful yeah, he of something. It doesn't seem like he has the emotional uh -uh. maturity that that Will Smith has or capacity no. or interest at this point. So it, it doesn't surprise me that he And I think he's resentful of, of Jada being whoever she is. Some people have reported that she years ago was like, nah, I'm good on you. I'm not interested in you. And he wanted, he Possibly. was interested in her. Possibly. But I think that there's a resentment around him not feeling powerful. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can feel it. That's that he's. You it's, can see this. He's he's playing it out. It's it's actually really fascinating. But to his see how power is rooted in that power over women in patriarchy. Mm -hmm. It's 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 wild. Or trying to have the trying his oppression is that he's not as powerful as the top. Yes. the top oppressor. So right. So he needs to get on the top oppressor's level. That's when he'll really be free. Yeah, no, he he got some growing to do and life going to, or maybe not. I Who have knows? to maybe go back he, to his he old doesn't stuff. have, he doesn't, no, I, I don't think he's ever been a very, I mean, he's also said really poignant things about race. And yeah. Shit and he has, of course. I mean, of course. But in terms of his thing with Will, I don't know about, I, I didn't see the race stuff, but just his, the anger that he has with Ill, with Will yeah, you can see how unprocessed and how uh, vengeful he is and that he's not trying to reconcile. He's not trying to be accountable. And, um, yeah, it's on his terms. Like, so that slave joke was so... We need to have... Um, we need to have some restorative justice. We need the community to bring them together. And, uh, <laughs> Go to the red table, Chris. Could you imagine? <laughs> he fucking... Oh, I would love that. Really? freak out. Oh, I would love to watch that. He, that would probably take about five days to even break through to he, anything. I don't, but I don't they, think he would have the emotional capacity or wherewithal. And I also think that Jada's really smart and her... I don't know if she always uses her powers for good. I like her, but she's so smart and emotionally intelligent and in tune with folks that she can... She has the capacity in her to manipulate if she wanted to. I don't know if she does. Listen, I was talking about these people. Joe. I see it. Like, she's brilliant. She'd be like, watch me work real quick. But anyway, I don't Thanks know. to all of them. I wish them all unfoldment and evolution. Whether you want to or not, it's happening. So, shout out to all Same. of their different levels and processes of saying it out. I, I, I'm still, hmm, Chris, I'm good on them. But... Here we are. Shout out to Unfoldment. What is this episode called? I like ending it this way now. What is this episode called? You just talking about Iron Lion. me to know what the, the episode like. I like ending it where you have to wrap it up with the title. No, I came up with Bashir and them. That was very good. Bashir pumps gas. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, we'll figure it out. It'll be a surprise when you log in. All right. We'll be back on Thursday. Thank you for being here. Please let us know. Is Chris Rock dated? Is the news always lying to us? Yep. Skewing it. Am I tripping? Should men be pumping his fucking gas all the time? Still back there. Let us know. No. More episodes. Coming up.
next Thursday on Around the Way Curls. Goodbye. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.